0: You're listening to The Itch. My name is
1: Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to celebrate. Because this is episode 52. Meaning it's the anniversary. It means we have been doing this podcast for one year now. Which is kind
2: of wild. It really is, especially considering how long you took to get us to do the podcast. It only took <laughs> a pandemic to really for us to pull the trigger. Um, and here we are one year later. <laughs> I was itching to start a podcast of some sort for like a, two or three years before we actually did it. I think it was I feel it was like longer than that, to be honest, like Maybe. <laughs> You you were because you were, you were on top of it. Like when podcasts were starting to become really popular, that's when you really started suggesting it. It was also because, like you said, you were living in Chicago. You wanted to be a part of the show still. Yeah. Um. And I, I think that uh, I honestly think it was like around 2015. Because I know it was before the radio station had its own podcast studio, and that's been there for two or three years. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. there we go.
1: So we finally did it, and yeah. um. It's funny, it, you mentioned, so I was thinking about this before we before we got on here to record. You mentioned that it took the pandemic to get this started. And so the album we're going to focus on in this episode is The Offspring's new album, and it's called Let the Bad Times Roll. And I think that that is an appropriate title for this anniversary episode, not because we want the pandemic to continue, but because <laughs> this podcast became a silver lining out of the pandemic. And so it's kind of like, okay, we're going through some crap right now. We're going to make something good out of it. And so that's kind of how I view it. And so I think this is a fitting title for this episode.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, <laughs> I think even the song itself is kind of a play on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you know, trying to make light of the shittiness that is this pandemic. It's what the offspring specialty is. Kind of. Exactly. Semi-humorously addressing social issues of the time. So. And I can't wait to get into talking about this album, but I, you know, I do want to say that uh, doing this podcast has been awesome Uh, for one. It's been a great way to stay in touch with you guys throughout this thing. Cause I think without that, I might've gone crazy. Yeah. Just maybe, maybe, I don't know, possibly 99% (laughs) sure. Or or it would have been like crazy or just like full on alcoholic. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, <laughs> we are glad to have accidentally
1: done our part to keep you from going down that path <laughs> I mean, yeah it's a possibility
2: it's always possible
1: for context for context dan has taken pandemic protocols very seriously and he's been working at home with two young children so if you want to know why he would go crazy and or become an alcoholic that's how that happens yeah, and no. so
2: <laughs> thankfully they've been back at preschool for almost a year now um, because preschool has been fantastic about their, uh, their protocols. But yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. I like, you know, we've been very adamant about following the the guidelines and stuff and and I'm looking forward to getting my second dose of the vaccine. (laughs) Super excited about that. By the way, I know there's a lot of people leery about that, but you know, I've, I've not had any issues so far. I, I really do think that, you know, it's it's just a way to get back to some normalcy. We're actually looking forward to possibly getting back and doing our radio show once we both get vaccinated. or All of us get vaccinated. If if you're welcome to, you know, join us back in St. Louis here, Aaron. And, <laughs> yeah. Get back on the radio. So, uh, you know, I I, I know everybody is saying, you know, trying to trying to get everybody on board. But it really, you know, it really is necessary. If, if we want to get back to some normalcy as a country, uh, we really need to all just consider trying to get vaccinated. If possible.
1: Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Dan, uh, Dan actually was just texting us the other day. He wants to to have a (laughs) vaccination barbecue. Yeah. Where, where all of us who are, who are, you know, covered and comfortable come out and hang. And if that happens, that'll be the first time the three of us have
2: actually been in the same room since
1: before this thing started.
2: Yeah. It'll be the first time I've seen several of my friends for uh, almost uh, 15 months, at least.
0: Yeah. Since Jacoby's
2: birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. When he turned three and he's now or I'm sorry, when he turned two and now he's three. And yeah, he keeps reading a couple months, three and a pain in my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> well that aside, that aside, the uh the podcast
0: has definitely grown in the year that it's existed and we've done some really cool things, had some really awesome interviews that we weren't sure that we would be able to do and it's we got some cool stuff going and we're excited to announce that we also have merch lined up.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm really hoping that by the time this episode is published and goes live you'll be able to find said merch at itchrocks.com and that's the only link i can give because i'm not sure what specifically the (laughs) like backslash will be so if i'm wrong check in again the week after this but we're gonna do our best to have it all finalized and up by then
2: you know what's so exciting about this we did the radio show for 16 years we've done this podcast now for a year and we are just now getting around to having some merchandise like <laughs> it's we've it's, talked about making t-shirts for a decade years. yeah years. yeah Since, it's since like it. the like, first year of the yeah. show yeah. right <laughs> yeah but we none of us had any graphic design experience or any artistic capability capabilities whatsoever and so we never really wanted to just make some random design and just put on our shirt we wanted it to mean something especially if we're going to put money towards it and Now, Aaron has honed his skills doing this podcast last year. (laughs) (laughs) He's become a graphic design expert for the itch. (laughs) Canva is a great free tool.
1: (laughs) I think that I've got a logo for us that is good enough that I'll wear a shirt of it.
0: A stamp of approval.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's dope. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll go with that. And so we should have a couple of shirts maybe stickers. I'm not sure what all you can put on it through the site we're going to use, but we're going to slap that logo on as much cool stuff as we can. Yes.
2: yes. It's exciting.
1: We'll also be uh debuting for those who are interested in this um an Instagram presence so we can cover all the big 3 of social media. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Uh I'm not going to be spending a ton of time on that. Just like I don't spend a ton of time on Facebook, <laughs> but it will yeah. be present. There will be some things there and we will definitely be uh, interactive with, you know, support those who support us and the like. So,
2: you know, we might utilize the the Instagram more when we go back to the radio show, because one, one thing I always like to do when, when we went back and we uh, posted our show was that like a, some kind of a rock meme or just some funny yeah. thing on our Facebook page. And so I would probably would also share that on the Instagram. I'm down for some memes on our social media presence.
1: <laughs> sounds we got good. plenty of it <laughs> sounds very good. Well, then let's dive right into um, what we actually rarely refer to as, but is functionally the flavor of the week. Let's <laughs>
2: the bad times
1: roll, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, The Offspring. The Offspring's been around forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to More say or less, the least. Yeah, tech, yeah.
1: They've been around since the 80s, actually. Yep. Um, yep. They they struck it big in, in the early 90s that they, along with um, Green Day and a couple other bands, Rancid, were kind of this revival of a punk music, pop punk music came yeah. out of mostly out of California. And so they're kind of, they're kind of
2: legends in that regard of, especially of that generation. So to give you an idea of how long this band has been around and how long this band has been a part of my life to get <laughs> just, just an idea. So my first memory of this band and hearing the offspring, I was in third grade and I was over at a friend of mine's house in the basement. We were playing hockey in his basement and we were listening to the offspring smash album. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it was just incredible. Like, especially as a kid hearing a uh, car crash or was it a uh, road? Bad uh, habit. Bad habit. Thank you. Bad habit. Yeah, the so song especially. about road rage. Yeah. So especially as a kid <laughs> hearing bad habit, the, the song about road rage, it was just, I mean, it was mind blowing. You're like, Whoa, I've never heard that many curse words in a short amount of time. Are you sure you didn't steal my story? Because that's
1: literally the same story I have about the offspring. It was especially because I grew up in a pretty, you know, like like quote clean, like sheltered kind of environment. So I was yeah, I was at a friend's house we were listening to the it was the offspring and dookie, which also had its share of stuff that I'd never heard anybody talk about before. Um, but but yeah, bad habit comes on. I'm like, how he I think he just said all the cuss words. I don't even
2: <laughs> I think that was the whole list right there. <laughs> yeah. All seven words by uh, all seven of uh, George Carlin's words. Something Man. like that.
0: <laughs> and maybe a few others that are not even on the list.
1: I don't yeah, he
2: he went all in. And so that was that was how that worked out. So just to let everybody know the line that we're referring to is and because I can say it on a podcast another great thing that's been so enjoyable over the last year is you stupid dumb shit goddamn motherfucker which i'm pretty sure i've said a lot driving around at people while
0: playing the song
2: or not playing the song yeah he took that song as a prescription that that this is what you should do when you're mad at somebody i modeled my driving habits after that song are you kidding me
1: he just got cut off and he just yelled out that whole line I hope you didn't truly model, model your driving habits after, after, because that song also involves him pulling guns on people. Yeah, I so, definitely. I don't have any guns. That's he not just me. had a bat. <laughs> <laughs> and every every time
0: he said a cuss word, he took a sw- took a swing. <laughs> Dan was out there rocking the boomstick.
1: <laughs> that's right. That, that no, but seriously, that's the that's the same way I was introduced to that band. It was I don't know if it was third grade. Um, might've been fourth or fifth for me. Cause I think we were different years at that age of schooling, but uh, nonetheless. So the offspring has literally been with me like the whole time that I've listened to any music in close to this style. So they're lifers really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, the other band that I really got into right around the same time, well, I wouldn't say sadly, but the both bands have gone in completely different directions uh, with smashing pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh so I mean, it's just it's just kind of funny to see the the two different directions that the the both bands have gone. We've not had a Pumpkins episode, and I don't know if that's a eh, probably won't eh, probably won't. <laughs> We've mentioned them enough, though. I mean, you know, they're they're <laughs> they have their place in in rock history. I'm not denying that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, he just. I don't know. Some people let the fame get to their head. Some people just change into completely different people. Some people are maybe just always assholes. Who knows? (laughs) So, so here's a lot about you, Billy Corgan. Uh Oh, I knew it. (laughs) Oh man. I don't know. I'm just joking. I don't know the guy. He's probably a nice guy.
0: (laughs) He has other business ventures. He's doing some wrestling stuff. It's cool. He, just he definitely bored.
1: <laughs> he definitely has thoughts about himself. Yeah. Um. So, so here's a nice little like like thread to connect, you know, the, those early like 1994 offspring stories to right now. So one of the first things I remember ever learning about this band was that Dexter Holland, their lead singer, um, he, at some point, uh, even during those early days, he was. I believe getting a master's degree in something. It was a big, for some reason, it was a big deal that this punk rocker who at one point, by the way, had long blonde dreadlocks or not dreadlocks had long blonde braids, um, was going for like a high level degree in something um, difficult to achieve a high level degree. in. now fast forwarding up to today with the bad times occurring. One of the things that's happened uh, since the offspring's last album Technically, it happened before the pandemic, but for the purpose of this story, it still makes sense. In 2017, Dex got his Ph.D. in molecular biology.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah,
1: The man is a doctor and, and a mad scientist of some sort.
2: Um, <laughs> I can see that. That makes sense. He looks like a mad scientist. <laughs> it kind of and he's got his name. name. Dexter, Dexter, too. Dexter, you know? Dexter Holland. Yeah.
1: Totally um, has
2: the name for it. There's Dexter's Laboratory. There's Dexter from the uh, Showtime, the, the serial yeah. killer. He was right. a scientist. Yeah, that's true.
1: And then there's this guy, and he still to this day kind of has that, like, bleach blonde, like, spiky hair, even though he's, like, in his 50s now. 55. Yeah, yeah.
2: just he's needs 55. the lab coat.
1: Just needs his lab coat. <laughs> I would totally like the watch. crazy doctor glasses, too. <laughs> so what you're saying is that the offspring needs to have a YouTube show <laughs> that's just called Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. <laughs> that'd be awesome I'd totally <laughs> it's just that. it's just
1: him like doing wacky <laughs> science experiments and stuff can i make a side note about dex holland have you guys seen um better call saul yes no no um have you s- well there's an actor and um he's he's in better call saul he's also in a lot of christopher guest mockumentaries his name's michael mckean and he plays saul's brother chuck in that tv series yeah. I think I think aging Dexter Holland is almost a dead <laughs> ringer for that guy. I think that they could be siblings. <laughs> and so since this is as good a time as any to make that observation public, I'm just going to throw it out there.
0: Well, and that's so, kind of funny because I believe Michael McKean was in um, uh, Spinal Tap.
1: Yeah, he totally was <laughs> in Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> He is quite older than Dexter, so, so maybe oh, yeah, we'll say, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll say Dexter in 15 more years. Yeah. We'll check and see. He's probably today's Michael McKean. But, <laughs> and this is also a band that has a guy named Noodles in it, by the way. Right. Um, interestingly enough, not the only band with someone called Noodles, or Noodle, anyway. <laughs> That's a weird thing I'd never thought of until right now. <laughs> so that was a shout out to the gorillas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway where were we these guys have been around forever they put out 10 albums now which considering they've been around forever might not actually be that many albums which i think is something we should touch on well
2: yeah well i didn't realize it had been nine years since their last album right yep no idea Yep. and so i guess that was days go by Mm -hmm. yes yep yeah i guess that makes sense that was was not a great
1: album (laughs) i'd probably take
2: a fucking break after that one too (laughs) let's take let's take a minute to to
0: touch on something that i've kind of always felt about the offspring for quite some time is they kind of had this string of albums yes exactly they had this string of (laughs) albums where it's like all right this album's good all right this album's not so great all right this album's (laughs) awesome all right this album's crap (laughs) so yeah i was curious when this came out is like which end of the spectrum is this album gonna go on and it it kind of is a little bit of both
1: (laughs) Uh, of note i also want to point out that so it's interesting so this band has not put out an album in nine years from their first album in 1989 they actually put out six albums in the next eleven years, so they were on a rapid fire roll. And then once the millennium hit, they just slowed to yeah. a crawl. And they also had, in terms of popularity, this: the '90s were huge for them. So, so Smash, their their third album, yeah. um, probably their most ultimately famous one, had come out and play Self Esteem and 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 the aforementioned Bad Habit, among others, uh, was the best selling independent. Uh, independent record label album of all time it was the first epitaph yes. record yeah. to go gold and then go platinum and since then it's gone six times platinum uh, after that ixnay on the ombre also a big hit after that americana with pretty fly for a white guy why don't you get a job and a number of others was also enormous and then the millennium hit and mm-hmm. conspiracy of one that that had some <laughs> cool stuff but it, it was not in terms of of like pure sales and popularity it wasn't americana and then they kind of have just kind of done a thing here and there it
2: feels like ever since then and and it's and what's sad is like i i feel like it's it's just not been good splinter was okay it had a couple of you know decent hits uh hit that obviously was fantastic we're big fans Uh, of that one yeah (laughs) rise fall rage and grace like there was a couple of okay songs on there but like I don't know. The big single was almost kind of annoying to me. Uh, you're going to go far kid. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just, that song kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> Can you, oh man. Now I, wa- I wanted to throw a bit of trivia out there, but I think
1: uh, you would be surprised to hear you're going to go far kid is by a, by a significant amount the single most streamed offspring song on Spotify Higher than than Pretty Fly, than Self-Esteem, than The Kids Aren't All Right. It's got almost 500 million streams. That's wild. What a random, <laughs> like it was a single. I get it. It was, I, I actually kind of like it, but could be compared with those like legendary
2: tracks. That's no, weird. It makes, sense. it makes sense to me. It's Spotify. Uh, how many, what do you think the demographic on Spotify is? 18 to 35.
1: It's younger. So it's, I get it's
2: it. It's a whole bunch of kids that think they're going to go far. <laughs> <laughs> downloading that damn song this this song yeah, it's, speaks a, it's a to theory me.
1: it's a theory he's got right there i was hoping i could use that as trivia but since you just brought the song up i i just decided to throw it right on out there
2: yeah
0: <laughs> well and that's what's that's what's kind of weird with this new album is they they talked about it hitting number one on billboard charts but it was it's mostly based on streams so it's like unit it was like a, this whole different spectrum of of how you measure number one albums.
1: Yeah, music is measured in such a different way now than it was yeah, then, it and we don't necessarily go into too need to go into too <laughs> much detail. But now it's based on what's called. Uh, you got album sales, you've got track equivalent albums, and streaming streaming equivalent albums, where they kind of just combine like every way that somebody is listening or buying a track or an album, and They have like an algorithm to mix it all together. So this was number one on the alternative albums chart uh, the week of its debut. We'll put it this way, just in terms of how much stuff is selling. Let me see here. Selling versus streaming 19,000 equivalent album units uh, for like that first week, which is wild (laughs) because, because you're looking like, again, we're talking about a band that has platinum million unit selling albums And they still do have multiple million streams of the album since it's come out. But that's so different than actually selling an album.
0: And in the last nine years, they actually sold their catalog for like $35 million.
1: Yes, I forgot about that. Great, great touch. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. I guess they figured... That 35 was more than they could get for, for trying to manage it themselves. I don't know. I
0: think I think so. But they sort
1: of still have a say in some of it. But yeah, they they sold it. It it's worth noting that tracks that tracks, even decades old, still can still have some degree of income and royalties and things like that. Yeah. Anything that's being licensed, like airplay on various things, they'll still pull in some money. It might not be a ton after a while, unless it's a huge song. But uh the, those songs do especially by these bigger artists they live they live for a while they they make money yeah, yeah but typically majority of that goes to the record company i mean whoever owns the rights to them yeah yeah which yeah. is usually the record company at least for some time but nonetheless i mean you got to consider this band being around as long as they are um it, that album let the bad times roll also came out in the top 10 on album sales rock albums um independent albums. This is their first release on Concord, Concord uh Records, which they uh, I believe were with Columbia if I'm not mistaken for a long time. I think that's and, right. Yeah. Yeah, so and it's the um their ninth top 40 overall Billboard 200 album, which is it's it's all of their albums except for the ones before Smash. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is a, a band that is um a, a still to this day got a fan base and is still kind of a big deal. Um, obviously not as big a deal as twenty years ago, but kind of a big deal.
2: Well, they're they're still fantastic live. I, I mean, I've seen them throughout the years. And they still put on one hell of a show, even for being, you know, a lot older and trying to it's one thing when you're older and you're playing like classic rock type music that's slow and you melodic and you kind of yeah. rest in between sets or something. But when you're playing like heavy, fast music like this, when you get older, typically most of those bands don't really sound that great. That's why usually a lot of them just give up. But yeah. I think The Offspring has continued to sound great even though, you know, you just you wouldn't expect Dexter's voice to age well, the way he sings.
0: Yeah, we saw him on back to back tours because they what was it? Uh, uh 2017, 2018 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I mean, that was kind of in the their hiatus of, you know, making music kind of thing.
1: But was that the Point Fest concert?
0: Yes. Yeah. OK,
1: yeah, I was at that one.
0: Yeah, it was great seeing them because they, they hadn't toured in forever and then they haven't released an album until now although they they said that they had this album completed in 2019 and they also said that they have enough to have like one and a half albums which mm. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that one
1: I have some <laughs> thoughts about that let's let's work our way to that but yeah I think I'm going to second your call <laughs> Touching back on what Dan was just saying about their live show and how how it works as an aging band do you think I know what you're going to say. Do you think that that's why they transformed gone away into a piano ballad? Because that gives the band a break. It's just a dude at a piano. Everybody else gets to chill for four minutes. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's kind of a genius idea as you become older, isn't it? Like, yeah. And I think and- a lot of bands have done that with their songs, with certain songs as they get older. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, I also think that it's just, you know, certain songs take on different meanings or, or maybe you hear the song differently that you, you know uh, that you made years ago and you just want to hear it, you know, do it differently. I don't know. Artists are inspired. They do weird things in their music all the time. (laughs) Like,
1: well, that song in particular, um, I'll make a note right here that um, one of the tracks gone away is a track from smash. One of their biggest hits ever. Um, It's a song mourning the loss of a friend or a loved one of some sort. And they have for years been performing that track, just Dexter solo with a piano in the middle of their concerts. They recorded that piano version in the studio and it's included as, as the last true track on this album. Right. Um, Right. I don't know. I, I think it's beautiful. I think that that piano version gives it some more weight, especially as you get older. If you want to talk about like the pain of losing people, unfortunate part of life is that, you know, the more you live, the more you see people die. Right. Like You're having friends, you know, pass away at a much more regular interval. So I'm sure that that song does hit them harder now than it didn't than even overall did at the time of writing.
0: Well, and especially with this past year with the pandemic as well.
1: Oh man. Yeah. What a perfect song to include for that reason. If, for, just for that reason alone.
0: Right. Yeah. All right. And I, I do want to go ahead and bring up one quick thing about this track. And I, I mentioned this to Aaron via text message, but, uh, the way that they recorded the track, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't normally say this about Dexter's voice in general, but the way they recorded the track, as I'm listening to it, he totally sounds like Weird Al Yankovic singing the song.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I don't All right. think I can take that up. Like, like picture picture Weird Al Yankovic covering the song, and that's what it would sound like.
1: Dexter has a very unique and notable voice, and so does Weird Al. I'm listening to it right now, just to
2: to hear what you're saying. Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. Yep, (laughs) I can definitely hear it.
0: (laughs) Normally, I wouldn't say that about Dexter, but in that track, the way they recorded it, that's what it reminds me
1: of. I think it's because he's doing a thing where he does... The his verses are high, like higher, and yeah. then in the chorus, and it feels like he gets lower. And Weird Al does yeah. that a lot in his tracks.
2: Yep, I think he just doesn't have like the same kind of tone, though. Like I agree with he you, he does. It does sound like it. It could be Weird Al, but I think they just have a, a similar tone, to be honest.
0: Yeah, they do. But I just, I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have put that together, listening to any other track on the album. Yeah,
1: that's true. Can I make one nitpick about that version? Um, sure. In the original version, you know, the line is for most of the song, the line is, and if I could trade, I would trade places with this person who's passed. It, yeah. And I believe the last time he says it in, in this, the original, original version, he says, oh, please let me trade, which I think is like crazy. Like a, Yeah. like it just amps up the intensity that much more in this version he doesn't amp it up to that level he can he sticks with if i could trade i would the whole time and i I noticed that because i was listening for the lyrics that i was familiar with and then there was this one line and i'm like wait that's not what i remember him
2: saying and so yeah that's definitely a a nitpick
1: i'm not it's still i still think it's a great track um (laughs) but it's just an interesting observation
0: Alright, so now should we dive into the album and kinda of talk about some of the tracks off of this craziness?
1: Some of the tracks. <laughs> I do not necessarily want to go track by track here. But let's let's keep in mind what Casey said about them apparently having a lot of lot more music available. Cause I have I have certainly have thoughts about that.
0: <laughs> well I, I definitely wanna to touch on Lullaby just real quick, cause that song is just really odd because it's (laughs) it's so weird
1: (laughs) it's all it is is an epilogue it's an outro the offspring is known for having intros and outros sometimes to their albums all all lullaby is is him singing but um, the line from let the bad times roll isn't it yeah yeah
0: and it's got this weird like watery effect yeah I mean, it's cool, but like most of their songs on this album were like two minutes long anyway. So like yeah. why why couldn't you have just slightly altered it and just had an alternate version instead of just kind of, here, let's do it for one minute and then just let it fade off.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because it's filler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I,
0: I know. For the amount of layoff that they had, you had one track that was released in twenty fifteen, which Yep.
1: Coming <laughs> for you, they released as a single, anticipating that new music would come soon and that was it for six more years. <laughs> 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 well, it wasn't entirely it, but more or less for the purpose of this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you have the lullaby, and then you have gone away. Mm-hmm. So so that's three that's well, three and then tracks. You have...
2: yeah. yeah. In the Hall of the Mountain King yes yes one minute of them I, goofing around i have to admit when this first came on i was just like what the is this for real like yeah i was like are they gonna like just use this into the intro of their own song no this is gonna this is the whole freaking version <laughs> it's a, it's just a minute
1: and it's right. It's paired right next to a track about the opioid epidemic.
2: Yeah. Like, right. How right. How far as that? I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I expected them to like try to sell me something. Like I've heard this song with so many commercials. <laughs> that I just, I just expected they were gonna be like at the end, be like, all right, buy some merchandise. You want to buy the
0: album? Buy the album? Buy the album? Yeah. Now you want to buy some merch? Buy some merch? See, honestly, the track would have
1: been better if they did that. And that should be the final the final song, because yeah. the offspring the offspring is known for like I mentioned before they like to tackle the issues of the day like come out and play one of their big ones is about gang violence in the nineties, the kids on our right is also is also related to like these like dying dreams and like the way that things like drugs take over people's lives and and, and various other things, but they also have like why don't you get a job is pretty goofy if we're being honest. They yeah. also have an album that ends with a track called When You're in Prison.
2: Yes. Which features oh the line God I right, love
1: that song. Which which features the the classic juvenile humor line When You're in Prison Don't Pick Up the Soap. And so you're talking about a band that really
2: flips the switch back and forth. You got to You got to say it like the song. Don't pick up the soap. Don't pick up the soap. Don't pick up the soap. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so they're known for having some major cheese in their humor. So with that said, in the hall of the Mountain King turned into a one minute ode to how you need to buy their merchandise would have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I would, especially coming right off of "Gone Away," There's like this super
2: tragic song, and then like right.
1: buy our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome.
2: Yeah, well, and they did they they did have a fun song in here on this album as well. Yeah, uh, but I will admit this song made me feel old. Okay, because uh, it's Uh-oh. like it's like the ode to all married couples. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a song called "We Never Have Sex Anymore." And I'm pretty sure, if, I'm almost positive. I, I, like, if I remember hearing or understanding the song correctly, he just basically is saying that if we're not going to have sex, just piss me off. Right. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. No passion. You're not even angering me or like trying to get under it, my skin anymore.
0: Yeah. It goes through. It goes through a whole bunch of things that they used to do that they don't do anymore, and then he goes through a list of things that he would like her to do instead. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: it's pretty hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. And. And the best part, I think, is it is the freaking background swing music. Like, yes, it, that's, that's my favorite part. That's my uh, that's probably
0: my favorite song on the album, just for that reason. To be honest with you,
2: like, I had this. I was like, this reminds me of like the Zoot Suit Riot. Song, yeah, right? yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it definitely goes down that path. <laughs> they do run the
1: gamut of different like punk related sounds, which I and they yeah. always do on their albums because you have some like Hassan Chop which is like this yeah. very fast yeah. chugga-chugga kind of kind of punk song um, and then they have that one that you mentioned that has that even the tra- title track let the bad times roll itself is kind of a kind of a lighter dancey almost kind of yeah. one this is not utopia the opening track uh, sounds like a bad religion song which which i think is a good thing because i'm
2: kind of a fan of that band and their harmonies. (laughs) You had kind of mentioned uh, about how like, you know, they are always touching upon political topics with some of their albums. And I, you you know, they mentioned the OBO diaries. This is not utopia. I thought was one of the best written Mm -hmm. songs uh, by uh, the offspring in a long time. Like the lyrics, the song, the whole fucking thing is is amazing. It's probably my favorite song on the album is it's not utopia. It reminds me so much of like old school offspring from smash. I agree. Yeah,
0: and and speaking of, they brought back the the voice of the the guy from got to keep him separated on uh, Let the Bad Times Roll.
1: Yeah, I just learned that that guy has a has what do they call him Blackball or something? Yeah, Blackball. Blackball.
0: And he just randomly shows up on, you know, an album every 20, 20 years.
1: That guy should have a contract to make an appearance at least once on every Offspring album. I think that should be one of their trademarks It's just him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know
1: how cake albums always have people just like yelling and doing haze in the background of all the songs (laughs) that should be, that should be a thing with the Offspring with this guy. He just shows up and does something. But so I don't know. I, this is to, to touch on what Casey. Okay. So let me set this up. You guys mentioned how you think that this band kind of has ups and downs. In preparing for this episode, I listened to Let the Bad Times Roll a number of times. I also listened to Days Go By from 2012, uh, Rise and Fall from 2008, and Splinter from 2003. And in my opinion, those three albums get progressively weaker. I think Splinter's the strongest, then Rise and Fall, and then Days Go By is just really only a few like saving tracks to it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think this one is better than at least days go by probably rise and fall uh, maybe not splinter i don't know
0: maybe not but it's got some good stuff it's the filler and the the other stuff that. right
1: this is what's problematic and 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 what you were saying and this is what bothered me and i texted casey about this like a week ago i'm like this (laughs) this album is 12 tracks one of them's a minute long the other one is just over a minute First off, I'm upset that you guys are having conversations
2: behind my back. Right. <laughs> well, usually I text KC I feel, about baseball. Usually yeah. I text
1: KC about, about our baseball team that we manage. and then Which Dan and I technically manage a team together too, but we don't really like... Pay much attention to it. So, <laughs> as long as somebody's playing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah right. Right. <laughs>
2: that's, that's what I do. somebody's playing. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. It's a postponed crap, yeah. I missed it. Oh well, yeah.
1: So this <laughs> anyway. This, this, this album, it was nine years between albums. This album is twelve songs, thirty-three minutes. Two of those tracks are a minute something long, and one of one of them is in the Hall of the Mountain King. One of them is is a regurgitation of a previous song. One of them is Coming from You, which they released in 2015, and one of them is Gone Away. Which, granted, I I don't I'm not bothered by that. Any of those tracks, well, except for maybe Lullaby. Well, <laughs> I'm not bothered by the inclusion of Coming for You and Gone Away, but. That's four songs out of 12 out of 33 minutes, which means that in nine years, you were able to come up with about 25 minutes of right of, of, of new stuff for this. Right. And then to say that you have a bunch more. I'm like, well, dude, where's that? Put that on here. Right. Get rid of some of this junk. When I heard
0: that in the interview, I'm like, and why did you not include some of that?
2: I mean, it's it's typical though. It's typical of what artists are doing nowadays. They're only putting eight songs on an album. I mean, it, it just makes sense to me of like why you know because otherwise you can't call it an EP. Or I'm sorry, if you, if you yeah, actually put right. eight tracks out there, it's an EP. So why not put some bullshit on there? And, <laughs> yeah. and then now it's an album. I can get you know as opposed to four ninety nine, I can get uh, what is it nine ninety nine.
0: Well, and on the on the flip side of that, even so. You know, twelve tracks, thirty-three minutes, roughly. On the other album that we're going to talk about next week, uh "Battle at Garden's Gate" by Greta Van Fleet, that's an hour and three minutes. They and most of those tracks
1: are what, like six or seven minutes yes. long, something like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, they're big ones. The the shortest it's just a style difference. In the, the shortest, design, but- I agree. The
0: shortest track on that album is the
2: like almost the longest track on this Offspring album.
1: Right, right. right.
2: <laughs> but I mean, you're not going to get an Offspring album expecting to have eight-minute no, songs. No. I mean, you're going to sure expect no. that they're all going to be two to three minutes. And honestly, what I appreciate is that at least for the most part of the eight songs that they put out there, I think that, uh, I honestly think that, you know, they're fantastic. Like I, yeah. I, I really did like, I, I yeah, I, I don't think that they you know, the whole album as itself was, it was, was the greatest, but I think for those, you know, six to eight songs, it's, it's awesome. It's probably the best offspring that they put out in years. Yeah. Uh, like just because I, you know, I love, this is not utopia. Let the bad times roll. Army of one coming mm-hmm. for you. Uh, we never have sex anymore. The opioid diaries and uh, Hassan chop They're all great, great songs to where I, I mean, I, I, I'll play them on the radio show when we get a chance. I'll have to do some editing for some, but
0: uh, (laughs) well, there's only like one. There's only like one, but yeah,
2: no, there's a couple f bombs like throughout, like just randomly placed uh, throughout their songs. So, (laughs) so I want to throw this out there because this is this is kind of the theory
1: I've 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 come to here. So we ran a contest uh, in March, uh, the March Bandness contest, won by the band Nonpoint, which we're excited to have an episode coming up very shortly involving nonpoint and i'll just say that right now as well nonpoint is a band that has also been around uh, not as long as the offspring but they've been around since the 90s and they have acknowledged that you know the music industry has changed how people uh, consume music has changed and that if you put out an album within a few months a full album usually it takes you two or three years to write an album for most bands but the people, but listeners at this point, within a few months of that release, are ready for the next thing. Yeah, and so they, along with a lot of other bands, have taken to more of a let's release some singles or some EPs kind of thing. Grandson we talked about before had done a ton of that.
0: The Weezer approach.
1: Uh, Weezer just has a bazillion songs in the can, <laughs> and they just release crap when they feel like it. I think this is doing that too. Yeah, if I, it's uh, it is pretentious for me to offer advice to the Offspring, but if I were to advise them. I would say start releasing EPs instead of albums, because if you took half of this album and made an EP out of it, you would have a freaking fantastic EP. Agreed. Um, As opposed to a kind of watered down album that took you nine years to make. Plus take a handful of those other tracks that you have. Now you got two EPs you can release within a nine year span or a one year span, if whatever you want to do. Yeah. But, but my recommendation to them would be to, to, because this gap thing has been a thing that's that they've been doing. Like I said, they put out so many albums in the nineties and then it was three years between conspiracy and one and splinter five years until raid rise and fall rage and grace. And then four until days go by. So yeah. they were already starting to, to take to more get, time between the
2: albums. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's
1: busy being and, a doctor. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, that's another thing too. Also, if, if you're <laughs> <laughs> busy being a serial killer on TV, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's also fun. Also, so there's the other reason if they have family lives or other things that they want to pursue and they just haven't felt like making an offspring album, that's one thing. But unfortunately, this is a band that there's irony right there, too. We talked before about how conspiracy of one, there was the joke that it was going to they were going to call it Chinese democracy just to yeah. anger Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But they're kind of doing a Guns N' Roses with <laughs> yeah. this, where it's yeah. like they keep releasing updates saying, yep, we're working on it. We're working on it. And then forever it takes to come out. And it's kind of disappointing when it comes out. (laughs) So that's this is my rant. Offspring release EPs when you have a handful of worthwhile tracks. And if you want to save some for a
2: specific album at some point, that's fine. But I don't know. So you said disappointing. Are you stating that you did not like this album? I'm saying, no, I'm not saying
1: that. Like I said, I I think it's better than the last couple, at least. And there's like you said, there's a there's a number of of really quality tracks that I think would have a place on any album. Um, Chinese Democracy, obviously, is more disappointing because it had that much hype that Axel (laughs) put into it. But (laughs) so (laughs) this this album is not Americana or even Conspiracy of One, much less
2: anything before it. So. Well, I definitely agree with that. However, you know, if you look at the discography, I would say that this is in my opinion, it's, it's close to the top half of their, their albums. I would agree with that. So, or right, maybe right in the middle, to be honest. But one of the things I will have to say is that, uh, and I hate to admit this, (laughs) it's, it's, it's going to be real hard, but I, I, I I think, uh, I think that, I think that this is a decent Bob rock album. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Wow,
1: I didn't see that go in that direction.
2: Yeah, I, I have to so, give him some kudos.
1: He, the most he, mediocre Offspring album is the best Bob Rock album. I, yeah, I, I feel he finally succeeded. Uh, well, put it this way, after the stuff they'd been putting out before, Bob Rock, it was going to be hard for him to make them worse. He, Although in fairness, he was been, responsible for Days Go By. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: been producing them. Maybe that's part of the reason for the hiatus.
2: So, like, uh, We don't want to be around that guy.
1: <laughs> he produced, he produced rise and fall as well.
2: Yeah. He's um, produced everything since right. Uh, since splinter splinter was the thing he did not produce.
1: Okay. So, so he really is. Res- I'm putting him on, on board. As being responsible. I'm, blessed. I'm putting him on blast. <laughs> Here's my theory. Rise and fall and days go by. If you took the best of them into one album, you'd have a good album, but they aren't very strong on their own.
2: Yeah. Maybe yeah. that advice directed towards Bob rock.
1: Yeah, it's like the Offspring. Hey, you got a new label? Get a new producer next time. Maybe you'll t- maybe you'll be able to totally rejuvenate yourselves.
2: <laughs> Can I make there a note?
1: Go. Something that I do really like about this album, and again, I'm not saying I don't like it. it. I think it's a solid Offspring album. Not great, but solid. I think the album art is pretty awesome.
2: I yeah. do. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I love it because it's like all the sins right on the.
1: <laughs> yes, it's this. It's a six armed like Dia de la Muerte woman with like all, like a whole bunch of yeah, all like each hand represents, I guess, a sin of a vice of some sort. You got like money and, and weapons and pills and different things, which is totally in the offspring's wheelhouse. Cause they talk about those things very regularly, like yeah. those, like the dangers of these vices and how they bring people down. Yeah. Um, plus I just love the color scheme. There's this like rich blues color to it, but uh, mm-hmm. I would put the offspring as a band that historically has pretty solid cover. Art, or at least intriguing color cover art. To this day, I don't know what the heck's going on on Americana. <laughs> it's a, it's a cartoon of a kid on a swing, and he's got a gigantic roach in his hand, cockroach in his hand. Yeah. And there's some like tail or something like poking towards him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Days go by. Worst album, also worst album cover. <laughs> maybe Bob Rock designed it probably the the offspring I, can we just make it a thing that the itch just blames Bob Rock for everything that's that everything we don't that like sucks. about music like, yeah. he's not really responsible at all the poor guy he's just gonna catch our, our wrath
0: we should have a, a segment where it's like Bob Rock real or not real and just a random bullshit <laughs> fact about why a band sucks
1: yeah we'll one thing he did and one thing he didn't and then, yeah. which <laughs> of these did Bob Rock screw up?
2: <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, the last thing I wanted to mention about this album is and I didn't realize that this song was released back in 2016, you guys said. But yeah, 15, uh, yeah. 15. So the song coming for you. Have you guys seen the music video for that? I have not. Uh, I did not. I... OK. All right. So, you know, my uh, thing about clowns, right? Oh, boy. Mm, oh, Yeah. yeah. That's a fucking freaky ass video. All right. It's like a clown fight club. It's, I, uh, oh man, clown fight club for a song called Coming for You. Yes. Like, that's oh messed my up. God. Yeah. The one thing I do, with, I thought was hilarious. I'm watching it terrified, of course, because it's clowns. Just beating <laughs> terrified, the <shit>. of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just beating the shit out of each other. And like, it's, it's crazy because like there's, so there's, it's a whole bunch of clowns, right? And they're all just fighting for whatever reason. I don't know why there's like i think they did this on purpose there's like one juggalo in the mix like he, <laughs> he, he's like with the gothic clowns but he's totally a fucking juggalo right no, <laughs>
0: you can tell
2: he's he's juggalo. he's hiding in the corner he's just what are you doing here violent jay <laughs> how did you take this violent jay get out of here <laughs> and then why so did, like why, why did bob rock invite you here I have to admit, like, I, I love the ending because I hate clowns. I hate them with a passion. I'm sorry if you're a clown. That's a bad choice in life. But, uh. <laughs> That's on you, man. I'm sorry. That's on you. It's on you. Oh, but man. at the end of the video, this mime shows up and he starts, like, using invisible walls and weapons and shit just to kill all these clowns. It the
1: greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so it was total, like, like vindication you're just yes you're like i got to see all
2: those clowns get destroyed by a mime with invisible swords and shit like it was <laughs> great and i mean it's a brutal video it's very brutal like it i'm so glad i didn't watch it with my kids because like it's it's very violent like mortal kombat ass. like they start doing fatalities and shit to each other oh, oh man. my <laughs> when they start fighting when they like i'm telling you it's, it, it was so creepy because at first like it's just all these clowns and then all of a sudden they just start fighting and killing each other i'm like oh my god i'm tear Fine, <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> and then this mime just shows up, and you're like, "Yeah, this dude's gonna kill it," and he did. And, and he
0: did. did. <laughs> he killed all of them. Well, Destroy what what them. Be doing.
2: Yeah, you I, don't, I think I'll have to video. wait till tomorrow.
1: I don't think I can do it tonight before bed. I'll I'll do it tomorrow. Sometimes <laughs> nightmares. Yeah, I'm not trying to
2: dream about that. That's like the worst night ever.
0: We all float <laughs> down here.
2: I, and <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't have known. And I was just trying to. I wouldn't have known about this music video. It was right before we started recording. I was trying to play a couple of the songs I really liked for Hannah. And And you're like, oh, watch this video about killing clowns. No, the video started playing. I was like, what's this? Oh, God. I can't stop watching it now, though. What have I done?
1: I've ruined myself right now. Oh, boy. Well, so there's that, if anybody's interested. Um, <laughs> if you uh, if you oh, fantasy boy. watching a, a clown fight club, just let the bad times roll. There you go. That's what's happening in that in that. Yeah. If you fantasize about watching Clown Fight Club, I'm going to encourage you to seek some professional therapy. <laughs> um Because that's jacked up. That's real messed up. <laughs> All right. So this album, yeah, uh, I think Dan. I I kind of want to real quick, and then I and then I think it's time to wrap it up. Want to? I think Dan already mentioned kind of his favorite tracks. Actually, it was like half the album, which is a good sign.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I did mention like my favorite track is probably this is not utopia as well as like coming for you. And and we not we never have sex anymore.
1: I think I think I'm with you on this is not utopia Um, uh, behind your walls, an army of one. I think this album starts really strong. Yeah. And then it just kind of gets a little goofy. as it we hit about the halfway point and it gets a little up and down? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hassan chop is definitely a quality one. And I, I as much, I know, although it is a you know redo of their own song, I think that this the piano ballad of gone away, not actually featuring Weird Al, um, <laughs> but sounding kind of like Weird Al is a quality track.
0: Yes, and yeah, I pretty much all the tracks that you just mentioned would be my favorite tracks on the album as well.
2: You know, the title track is great, too. Let the Bad Times Roll is a fun one. Um, uh, You know, I always enjoy fun offspring songs, and that's going to be a good song to see live. Looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some stuff on here that will play
1: really well live now that you mentioned yeah. that. And it it hits a lot of the bases that you you know the offspring for, really. And, and it's at 33 minutes, as we mentioned, it's an easy listen. You're not going <laughs> to feel, even if you don't like it that much, at a half hour, it's not wasting that much of your time. So I'm going to definitely recommend giving it a listen.
0: A lot of these tracks I felt like would make good video game soundtrack songs in the background Hmm. of just random playing, whether that be like a Tony Hawk game or a NHL game or something that just some of them sound like they'd be good video game soundtrack songs.
1: So if you're a gamer out there, especially if you're playing like (laughs) sports related, X game related stuff, put this album on in the background and let us know how you feel about it. How did it sound? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that about wraps it up. This is our, our, uh, what do we call it? Podiversary. We'll call it an (laughs) introversary. Yeah. (laughs) Introversary technically referred to the radio show, but this is the the introversary for the podcast.
2: Yeah. So let us know your thoughts on this album. You know, did you like it? Do you think it would be better served as an EP or, or, you know, what are your thoughts? We definitely appreciate any feedback that you got.
1: Yep. And as we mentioned, you can now find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All at itchrocks as well as um, the website itchrocks.com which again hopefully we will have a couple of t-shirts and uh, maybe some other surprises by the time this episode airs
2: yeah i think uh, we've almost covered all the social media
1: sites now all the ones that i care to bother having time for yeah unless this unless the itch became like an llc or something and then i'll make us a linkedin but other than that no (laughs) no myspace.com no 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 tiktok tiktok we we need to hire an intern and that won't need to get paid if we're gonna have tiktok
2: uh, that'd just be my son when he's old enough there you
1: go. all right we got to keep this going for like 10 more years there you go <laughs> and then and tiktok will be dead and your son will be onto some other new form of technology and we'll all be old and have no idea what to do with technology yeah. <laughs> we'll have to recruit your boys
2: i'm already ter- there oh same I, I, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> why i, I just don't want to admit it yeah I just, I, that's why i don't do most social media and I, <laughs> And honestly like Facebook I'm I'm about to give up on too. Your life is better for for less social media. I agree. Yeah. It yeah. is. Get out and talk to people, real life. Now there that I'm going to be vaccinated, I can really do that. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> super super spreader. No, I will not be. <laughs> I'll be vaccinated. Oh, speaking of real quick before we go, did you guys hear about that uh experiment they did in uh England? where they had a concert with like a thousand people packed into a small room just to see if how COVID spread just mm. to see. Yeah. Just to test it. Like no, the, like the only requirements is that you, you had to test negative prior to going to the concert. Um, and so they're, they're literally just testing it out to see if like it, it does spread in, in these big events like that or, or what. And so from what I understand it, it hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been too much of a super spreader event. Hmm. So far, but we shall see.
0: I saw I saw an event where someone had a concert and everyone was in plastic bubbles.
2: That was weird. That is weird.
1: That was a while. I, if, you're, if the same thing I, I saw, that was a while ago, but it was certainly certainly getting weird. People are trying a lot of different stuff.
2: But <laughs> I just want to get back to some form of concert, some music, some live anything at this point. I'm ready. Yep. If Riot Fest isn't canceled this year, I'll be happy. Just let me get this. <laughs> let me get to something. <laughs> yes. So thank you very much for listening. We are the itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on.
1: If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show.
0: We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episodes
2: playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com all at itchrocks. I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.
0: You want to buy the album, buy the album, buy the album. Now you want to buy some merch, buy some merch.